We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 96 of Married Millennials. Happy Black History Month. Blackity black, 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 blackness. Happy Black History Month. And also, I'm rooting for everybody black. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. And I'm so excited for Black Panther. I am so excited. I have no chill. No, it's just, just a month to be unapologetically black. Granted, yeah. it's great to be unapologetically black 365 days yeah. a year, but it is highlighted and heightened in the month in of February. February yeah. <laughs> well, happy Black History Month. And shout out to all the different media organizations, companies, brands, news outlets who are producing so much good content. I was on Twitter just this past week looking at these different articles, different videos, and to sit here and list everyone who's doing something would take 16 hours to do. But I mean, if you don't know where to start, literally just go on Twitter and follow the main sources and you can just dive in. There's so many different platforms who are doing a lot of, a lot of really good content. And it's just nice to see blackness in media. It's, mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah, I just love it. I love it. And it's told by us. Like if you right. think about black history in general, mixed in with American history, it is, it is spoken from a white narrative. So when you hear our stories told by us, it is completely different. And it is refreshing and it's beautiful and it's amazing. And I love February because it's Black History Month. And I love February because it's also my birthday month. It's my dad's birthday month, my mom's birthday month. It's just amazing. February is just, just outright amazing, if you guys didn't know. Yeah, and you asked me to be your girlfriend in February. Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. so fe- our original anniversary was in February. Was February twenty second. Yes, so it's just February is the month. Like it's just it's just the month. Just know that it's the month. And I know all you guys, especially Virgos, are like woo Virgo, Virgo, Virgo. Why you guys are, are you attacking? I'm not attacking Virgos. Virgo. What I'm saying is, out of all the signs I've met, Virgos are the most verbal about their bombness. Because and why they're the best. You know why? Because I think in general, we're, we're pretty tame about it. But when we're around another Virgo, we, we have a consensus that, like, yeah, we are indeed the best sign of the Zodiac. We know this to be true. And we just like to acknowledge it verbally so this is, so when that, we see one another. So that's why I mentioned Virgos. Clearly but the by only that reason point why there. you're in on a secret on the secret is because you were married to a Virgo. Okay. We just like to let everyone else think that they're doing so something. That, so that's, that's, that's all what, that is. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I had to specifically target Virgos because I'm around a lot of them. And every time you yes. guys are around, you're always hyping yourselves. So I'm just letting you know, okay, you because can hype yourself, but just know that... Us Aquarius, it's Aquarius Every season. Every time somebody asks me what my husband's sign is and I say Aquarius, they go, oh. <laughs> what? Yes, you Aquarians are special. You're special. Correct. We are special. We're yes. great. We're talented. We are amazing. We are brilliant. We are you beautiful. You are all of those Yes, things. we are. You are all Don't play of us. Shout things. out to all my fellow Aquarians <laughs> out there. It's Aquarius I season. Love, I love, love, love my Let Aquarius. Let it ride. You know that I do. I have a lot of February babies in my life. A lot. Yeah, shout out to and us. And Caps. I have a lot of Caps and Aquarians and Geminis. I love you all. I love all of the Zodiac. But Virgo's the best. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you. We can, we can let you believe it's the best. I celebrated my 29th birthday this week, and I am just so full. My heart is genuinely full. 
I actually had a pretty jam-packed birthday weekend for someone who doesn't really plan their weekends. I wanted to talk to you about this, and I (laughs) saved it for the podcast, because you called me a birthday monster. I just want to... You call me a birthday monster, and I want you to think about the the time we had celebrating your birthday this this year, Mm -hmm. and then what we did for my birthday. But can I throw in a caveat here? The caveat is that I willingly participate whatever you want... We do. False. And I make sure that I'm available for your birthday weekend. (laughs) You, sir, did not do that. So I just want you to take notes on how I handled your birthday and how you handled mine. Here is the difference. And I'm not not arguing the points in which you just brought up. But here is the difference between you and me when it comes to birthdays. I plan my birthdays. Yes. You expect me and everyone else to do something for your birthday. And then when it's not done, your feelings get hurt. I don't expect it. I just want to hang out. That's okay, it. Okay, so you don't expect it, but you want someone to do something for you. No, I, I just want you to hang out with me. That's literally all I want. <laughs> I just want you to hang out with me for my birthday. Okay. That's it. You, you guys heard. You guys heard it here. Now is that joy wants. To I wasn't nothing. expecting a party. Or I'm not anything. saying expecting a party. I was when you said you were going on a guy's night. I was like, this has to be a surprise <laughs> birthday party at this point. I laid my edges before I left work because I was like, oh, people are going to be at my house. Like, I really, really so you played. Thought... You played yourself. Yes. You super played yourself. Well, you played me. I did play you. I, I will use this this platform me, to yeah, offer yeah. my public apology for my horrible birthday celebration for you this past year thank you i will apologize i really appreciate that yeah it was it was bad and, and it, it was <laughs> you were really in your feelings and, and for me and this is where it gets challenging with but birthdays. i was trying not to be no but this is where it was challenging for me joy you know so what do you want to do for your birthday she's giving me nothing so we go that morning we go to breakfast we hung out i had to go to work we hiked we hiked. That's right. We we went up in the morning. We hiked. We went to breakfast. And Joy's like, and the way from from it, the way it looked is, I thought Joy was good based on the hiking and the breakfast. She was in just in a good place. I was like, okay, cool. Now where I messed up is I did end up going on a guys' night that evening, which was the, not the a, next re- evening. Was it the next evening? Yeah. So my birthday was on a Thursday, and then on Friday, that's right. You went on a guys' night, which is like I'm. It's the one time I'm definitely excluded, right? Like, you are 100% not invited to this event happening the day after your birthday that I can do literally any other week. Like, that's that's what happened. It is what happened. And looking back retroactively or retrospectively, whichever is the correct in, word. In retrospect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, in retrospect. Yeah. It was it was not a good decision. I will take I will take the, the the fall for that. But I just thought Joy was good, and then I found out like weeks and maybe even a month or two later that she was not feeling it at all. And I'm like, okay, why would you think that I was good? No, I mean, I feel like we've been together. You've been in a relationship for a long, know, long here, time. I know. You know better than to be like. Oh, yeah, totally. It's fine because I'm not going to sit there I'm and exhausted. be the woman who's like, you can't go on guys night because it's my birthday. Why put me in a position to say that? But obviously you can't go on guys night because it's my birthday. This is all <laughs> I'm trying to say. is I have been with Joy for almost 10 years now. And I never get the pulse correct on her birthday. I literally don't. Because sometimes she's just fine doing something. Sometimes she wants to celebrate. And then if you do a little, if you do too little, then she's upset. I literally have no pulse 
when it comes to joy in your, in your birthday. I, I'm telling you now, I have zero pulse on your birthday. And you say that it's simple, but it's never simple when it leads up to your birthday. So I, I'm telling you now that you may inside feel like you I just, just want to hang out. I just want to hang out with you. That's it. That is what I want to do with my, for my birthday. I would like to hang out with you. I let you know if I want to see friends. But for the most part, I don't, especially so, so it's so did, on a weird did you, day. But did, you hear, did you hear what she just I said? I let you know. I let you know if I want to see friends, which then in turn means, Justin, I need you to plan something. What I'm saying is the difference between my birthday celebrations and all my birthdays in the past. I don't like asking people to celebrate me. I really don't. So I have planned all of my birthdays. Because I get ahead of it. You look left and look you right. You are for not other ahead people. of it. You text people. We're not even going to go into this. We're not going to no, go into this. I was ahead of it. The, the, you, yes, your brainstorm, yes. which we need to get into. Exactly. We need to say what we did for your birthday. Yes. <laughs> over here playing. Like, stop playing. Me. I just had to bring that the, back up. The secret is to all of you guys who have birthdays, stop depending on other people to plan your birthdays because it is just a recipe for disaster, failure, and heartache. Stop it. Celebrate you and plan your own birthday. I'm t- Listen, it makes a difference. I'm not, I don't need you to plan it because I could say I want to go dancing and I want to see my friends. And that just means you invite the friends. That's plenty. That's plenty. But I'm giving you the bl- blueprint. <laughs> no. you. No. I'm telling you now. No. All right. I'll just plan my if, birthdays for the rest of my life. Yeah, That's if, fine. If I want to throw a surprise <laughs> birthday, I'll throw you a surprise birthday. But if you're, it's just a... A, How are you going to throw me a surprise birthday if I plan my birthday? Because your friends will play it in just... Look, I, I, I threw you a surprise, surprise proposed to you. I threw you a surprise engagement party. Baby, I'm not concerned about your planning out planning mine. We do not ever have to worry about that. You're, you're all right. You, you are creative, but when it comes to planning, I'm going to win 10 out of 10 times. I feel like you're very like smug about this. No, I'm, I'm not. For those I'm, of you, I just had to like sip my water. Yeah, you're, just, you're, you're being reckless. So back to my, my, my birthday celebrations. It's on Thursday, we ended up just go, last second. When I say super last second, I got through something on our IG story eight hours before we went to the bar and just said, hey, feel like if you want to come chill, meet us, talk to us, come meet us at this bar. And we had a really good time. It was this low-key spot that we had never been to, super small, great music. And Joy actually had the best time I've ever seen Joy out at night in a long time. I had a happy your birthday. Like, I really did. I hit the dance floor. And, you know, there's something, and I feel like women can relate to this, there's something about going out and just being able to dance and not worrying about worrying about someone putting their penis on your butt. We've discussed this. Yeah. Like it's just ugh, it's so nice. So I was just able to go and dance and it was a throwback night on top of it. So it was all of our jams from, you know, high school and maybe college. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, definitely. High some, school, college, college. some college hits. I don't remember. Was there any middle school? In the, yeah, there was yes, some. There was. Yeah, there was some middle school they, they there, They took too. us through the 90s, late right. 90s, early 2000s. Also, can we discuss the fact that we're a throwback now? Like, we're genuinely throwbacks. A throwback night is the music we grew up with. Yeah, 2000 was 18 years ago. Yeah. So 2000 cuts come on. To me, when I hear, oh, 2000, you think, oh, that was 10 years ago. It's like, no, it was almost 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Like people born in 2000 are turning 18 this year. Yeah. because we'll be full-fledged adults. I'm definitely to the point where I think, okay, the 90s were 20 years ago. But really, they were They're like 30, 30 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just 10 years old. Ugh, that's hard. That's hard. But no, it was, a, it was a really good night. The DJ showed us so much love. Shout out to you, DJ Love G. We posted the, the little asset on our story, and she responded with a DM, like, let me know if you need anything. Ended up taking care of us that night. And this is, like, literally, there's nothing more, there's nothing more pleasing to my heart. Is there? It's someone that you don't know just shows love off of GP. Right. Like, literally, 
I can't I can't explain to you what that does for me internally. So DJ Love G, we met you that night and know that you're forever good in my book, forever mm-hmm. and always. If you hear this or you don't hear this, if you know her, let her know she's forever good in my book right. for showing love. Friday kept it low key. Just went to a dinner with Joy and my best friend. And then Saturday was the the planned part of my celebration. Yeah. I had about, was that 12 or 13 friends over the house? And what I wanted to do was just come together and sit and have a meeting of the minds. Often when we're hanging out with our friends in large group settings, we're at a, a some type of lunch, dinner, or brunch where alcohol is involved and not everyone can be involved in the conversation or we're at a bar or at a club. And we don't get a time where we can have real intimate conversations with a large group of friends. Typically, it's reserved to, you know, these intimate settings are reserved to maybe two or three additional people. And you can just get in and, and have those moments. But really, for me and, and Joy as well, as we've always enjoyed the intimate conversations and going mm-hmm. beneath the surface. If you've been listening and following this podcast for, for some time, you understand that there's nothing off limits that we don't discuss here on this show. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, look, for this, this year, for my 29th birthday, I just want to have those who are close to me to come by the house and let's just have a conversation. So we spent about, what, three to four hours on a Saturday afternoon just talking about life, mm-hmm. talking about our vulnerabilities, our insecurities, mm-hmm. the projects that we're working on, the goals we're trying to achieve, and then most importantly, how can we in this room help and facilitate and be a supporter of said projects right. or helping someone improve their vulnerabilities and insecurities and, and hearing and seeing your friends. Like there's, people, there's people I'm close to in this room when I found out new information that day. Mm-hmm. Like how are we this close? And... I'm still finding out new information, and that just went to show me that there's a lot of us who are, I don't want to say suffering in silence, but I'm going to use that word for that phrase for now, is that we are going through our own struggles and battles, and we may be too afraid to reach out to a close friend or a colleague and just say, hey, like, I'm really... I'm really going through some things and I just want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And there's not, a, there's not a lot of safe spaces amongst our friends that allow the, the facilitation of such conversations to happen. Right. Uh, and it was, it was literally such a fulfilling moment. Tears were shed. I, I can't, I literally, I left so full. My heart is still full today. Yeah. I recommend doing something like that with your friends. because it, it, To your point, when you're going out and everything, it just doesn't really feel like the right time to bring up real stuff and it was nice that we well later people dipped into the alcohol but we just we had clear minds we had healthy snacks and we just really sat in and talked I mean really that's all it really was if you think about it it was just a conversation between people about real stuff it wasn't even I think we intended it to be a meeting of the minds and us diving into projects, but what came out of it was something much more, I think, valuable than um, than what we intended it to be. So we're going to continue to do that. Yes. And I suggest you out there listening implement this with your circle because uh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised on what comes out and what you are equipped to help with um, or – what you and a friend have in common that you never even knew, um, yeah, it was it was beautiful. And I think, too, a lot of people were having maybe a similar struggle. And so one person would bring something up, and then someone would have some advice for it. And then three other people benefited from that advice and didn't even get to share what it was that they were going through, but it applied. 
So yeah, when I when I sent the the follow up email with everyone who attended, and we had about ten different action items to follow up on, and you know people have all known each other for mm-hmm. years, but didn't know, hey, I can assist you with this project, or we can help with this meeting, and seeing the the outpouring of support. And my biggest thing is I, I told them in the meeting said a lot of great conversations happen in the living room. A lot of ideas come in the living room, but then they just die right there. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want to take these words, these conversations, these suggestions that we're pulling out over these last four hours and let's put them into action. Mm-hmm. We can give advice and say, hey, you should try this and do all this and, and give all the suggestions, but when it's time to actually help said person, yeah. we have to be able to do it. We see our friends post their their new projects on social media. They may send out a text or an email. They're like, oh, check this out. Please share it. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. This is another notification of my hundreds that I get a day. And we let it slide. But when we had the opportunity to come sit in person, he was like, okay, man, when I see that notification or when I get that email or when I get that message, your your, your willingness to share and contribute is going to be 10 times greater. So I, as Joy said, I highly encourage you guys listening to this show is to get together with a close group of friends. I said it was 13 of us on Saturday, and there were some people, a few people who didn't come. So I can see that number getting bigger. Of course, we have to tame it at some point to allow it for it to be productive. But you know, for yeah. you out there who's just like, man, I'm, I'm going through some some things or someone who's successful out there and can be a resource emotionally, uh, professionally to, to help your friends, get them together. I mean, whether it's a group of three, four, five, eight, nine, ten, and just talk. Let, let's, let's promote this intimate, vulnerable conversations because we are we living in a world where we rely on social media and short-term communication, whether text, DMs, to, to lead with everything that we're trying to do, and we've lost that, that personal connection. And getting your close friends together with no distractions allows your heart to move forward. That's what makes us human. Mm-hmm. We need that human connection. So I encourage all of you guys out there to try it. It will change your life. My heart is full. My 29th birthday was absolutely amazing. Thank you to all of my friends and family who said their congratulations, happy birthdays. I truly, truly do appreciate it. In honor of celebrations, we want to launch a new campaign today called 100 by 100. We have said, and we close every show, at least most shows, hey, leave us a review on iTunes. And Joy will explain while getting more reviews helps promote the Married Millennials podcast to become more visible and bring more people into the Married Millennials Love Jays family. Well, this new campaign, 100 by 100, is a goal to get 100 reviews on iTunes by our 100th episode. Yes, and this is episode 96. This is episode 96. Yes. We only have four more episodes, so that means we got four weeks. We are currently at 48 reviews on iTunes, and we want to take that number of 48 to 100 by our 100th episode. So we are putting on you right now, talking about taking the, the words and putting them into action. There are hundreds of you right now who are listening to this show, and you are a religious follower of this show, but yet you have never opened up the app your Apple Podcast app, and left a review. We want to challenge you. Let's take your feelings and put them into action. Can you please leave us a review on iTunes? Leave it on Married Millennials. And if you've already left us a review, hit your friends up who also listen to the show and be like, look, I need you guys to leave a review. 100 by 100. We can't we cannot get there without your support. Right. We create a, a new show for you. We have 
created 96 consecutive episodes for you. And we would love for you to support us back and help us fulfill this new campaign. 100 reviews by our 100th episode. I believe in you. I do. And I also want to add, just to mention the people who have already reviewed, but I also want to say thank you to those of you who have, our, who have already reviewed and who have spread the word about our show. I can't tell you how many times we get um, an email or even someone who we meet who says, my friend told me about the show and I really like it, or I saw it posted on someone's story and I decided to check it out. So thank you to those of you who are already active participants in the Married Millennials Love Jay's Universe. We really appreciate and love all of you so much. Can't even put into words. We have moments all the time where we're like, we love our people. We love our crew. We do. And, and what you don't realize is just that simple act of telling our show to one friend can make all the difference in the world. That one friend could then tell 10 friends who could then go tell another 100 friends mm-hmm. who then could know somebody and that's like, man, we need to take Married Millennials to the next level. Right. You really do not know who you are telling about this show and and hearing these messages from people that we meet literally is the most rewarding thing. So to echo joy, thank you so much for your love and support. Another reminder for you guys, we release a weekly wellness newsletter every Sunday. Uh, This week's challenge is a secret now because it's February. I shared uh, the, well, I guess it was five challenges of January because it was a, a longer month. And I'm excited about this week's. It's going to be hard. It's going to be It's gonna be hard. I know that's a little cryptic, but this this week requires, it's going to require some... Uh, some introspection. Yes. You got to look inward. Yes. And, and then grow. You have to willingly look at your dirt and say, all right, dirt, I'm going to clean you up now. And that's... Not the most fun thing to do, but it's so necessary and so important when it comes to wellness. You got you to gotta look in. You have, and, to, you have yeah. to take care of yourself. And I will continue to say this every single week that I absolutely love this weekly wellness newsletter. This is Joy's baby. And mm-hmm. every time I edit it Sunday morning before we send it out, I just, I'm excited to see yeah. Joy so passionate about this newsletter and to see the benefits that come from it. I am an active participant in every single wellness challenge, the wellness challenge as well as the physical challenge. I yeah. do every single You're kicking week. my butt on the physical challenge. You have to. He's but like, okay, got to do my stuff. And you got to do it. he's adding increments of five every month. Like, how are you going to kick my butt on my own challenge? That's what you, because you've inspired me to make me better. I love that. I really do love that. You, I've had, I would have never, I can honestly say I would have never done any of this if it wasn't for your wellness newsletter. I love that. I can, I can, and I'm your husband. Yeah. And I can confidently, this is not just, oh, I'm being a, a, a supportive husband. No, this is genuinely me saying I would not have done this physical challenge. I have not done this wellness work if it was not for this wellness newsletter. And I am a pretty stubborn guy. Uh, I'm, I'm not as stubborn as my wife, but, <laughs> but I am a, a pretty stubborn guy. And the order you get, the, the harder it is to persuade you to do something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone. And this really wellness is. newsletter has really just opened my mind and has encouraged me to step out of my comfort zone and work on my wellness, my mental wellness, my physical wellness, spiritual, emotional wellness. It makes an unbelievable difference for your life. So if you have not subscribed, you can head over to our website, lovejays.com, scroll down a little bit on the page, and you will see a Calling All Millennials section right there on the homepage. Input your email address, and we will manually add you to the wellness newsletter. 
And if you want to directly add yourself, you can go to our Twitter page, which is at the Love Jays, and it is pinned at the top of the page. Genuinely, you're missing out. I'm telling you, you're missing out. We we let you we let a month go by. We're January. Yeah. You can't don't let two months go by. Yeah. And it, it's not too late. You could jump on at any time, but jump on now. <laughs> I also want to take a quick second and acknowledge Colin Kaepernick and his million-dollar pledge. When Colin decided that he was going to protest the national anthem in 2016 and take a knee and bring awareness to the social justice issues that are impacting the black community, he received so much flack, and that flack is still carrying over here into 2018. But when we talk about taking your words and putting them to action, Colin Kaepernick sacrificed his NFL career millions and millions and millions of dollars, sacrificed his NFL career and said, I'm going to give $1 million to organizations that are promoting social justice. This man has given $1 million of his own money and has encouraged dozens of other celebrities to give tens and thousands of dollars and match his contribution. I don't care what your stance is on Colin Kaepernick's protest at the National Anthem. Whether you agree with it or you disagree with it, that's not what we're here to discuss. What I'm telling you is you cannot speak a bad word about a man who has willingly given $1 million out of his pocket to support social justice issues. Mm -hmm. The same people who are talking all of this mess have probably given a Zero 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 point one percent amount of the, uh, amount of their money in comparison to his. You can't say anything to a man who says, "You know what? I'm going to step out and put out what I believe, and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is." I do not want to hear another negative word about Colin Kaepernick. I really don't. And if I see it, I'm blocking you because it, it, at this point, it's just foolery. At the highest level of foolery. He has started his Know Your Rights camp. I, I, I'm, I am, I'm floored at, at, at seeing, in, in a great way, not in, in a negative way, I'm floored at seeing that one man was willing to step out on so much courage and conviction. And I'm going to use my platform to bring awareness. Mm-hmm. And he has not only brought awareness, he's also donated $1 million. Say something. There ain't nothing to say. Nope. That's why the silence is there, because there is nothing to say. So Colin Kaepernick, shout out to you, my brother. You are a, a leader, a man of conviction, a man who is unwavering in your commitment to, to support and bring about awareness to issues that you care about. And special shout out to all the other celebrities who've also hopped on board and donated 10000 20000 dollars $50,000 of their own money to such organizations. This week, we received a couple questions regarding celibacy. So we figured now is a good time to kind of dive back in. For those of you who followed us for a while, you know that we were celibate for three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yes, after being, (laughs) look, I need my memory jog now, (laughs) after being sexually active for four years. So our story is a little unique. We have an article on Huffington Post about it. We've had a couple episodes about it. Uh, But it is, it's a topic that continual continues to come back up. I think because it's something that other couples are curious about but don't know how to implement into their relationship. So the questions we received at the the essence of them was 
how do you do that? How how do you remain celibate? How do you speak to your partner about celibacy? And for us, it was ordained. I, I genuinely heard a voice say, you've got to stop having sex. While I was washing dishes, I will never forget it. It was very strong. Uh, and to Justin's point, you were receiving messages through what books and friends like it friends. just kept coming up yeah. like celibacy 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 so by the time we brought it up to each other or i guess i brought it up you had already been primed and right. not by me this was not anything that we ever brought up in our relationship no it was nothing that we we talked about at all and yeah. when joy brought it up to me i remember the day vividly like i can genuinely yes. go just back to this right i can go yeah. exactly to the space you know when it happened and of course we agreed to start our celibacy journey. We originally said it was going to be 40 days. It ended up turning it to three and a half years. Of the questions we received, they had already talked about celibacy within their relationship. So I feel like your cards are already on the table. I don't know if there's anything to do beyond like how to be celibate is you don't have sex. Just like how to be married is to not get divorced. Uh, I, I is it a struggle? Absolutely. You know, there are times where you're just like, hey, I would like to get my groove on, but you just, you can't. I, it's hard <laughs> to, you know, that it's uh, like the advice writers get. How do you write a book? You write. How do you, how do you practice celibacy? You do not have sex, and that includes <laughs> every aspect of sex. It's not, it is not for the faint of heart. Uh, I will say that it is very rewarding. You do you learn new things about your partner. You figure out new ways to express intimacy with your partner. It is intense and wonderful and beautiful, but yes, it is difficult. Absolutely. And it's, I, I can't imagine what it would be to be in a one-sided celibacy situation. Like if one person is wavering and the other person is ready to have sex, then you're going to end up having sex probably. Yeah. Yeah. So you both have to be steadfast in your conviction to not have sex. And you have to be clear on your why. Why do you want to practice celibacy? It can't be like, oh, I heard about this thing called celibacy and I just want to give it a try. (laughs) Like you have to have a why. And our why was we were genuinely commanded to do so. (laughs) That was enough of a why for us. And as time went on, we discovered the benefits and that became our why. And then we had an end goal. The end goal was marriage, uh, and we knew that we were getting married. So we weren't in this relationship like, oh, let's see if it works out. And maybe if it does, uh, then we will have sex at the end of this. It just, the, the our formula was not, it wasn't that. It was, it, it just made sense for us. And, and again, I think that everyone should try celibacy, but you need to be clear on why you're doing so. I'm so glad you mentioned the, how our, the meaning behind our decision changed. In the beginning, we were commanded to stop having sex. And once we saw the the benefits of removing sex from our relationship, mm-hmm. that purpose changed. It was like, man, I'm seeing how our relationship is growing in a much different way. I'm seeing how our intimacy levels are growing, our respect levels are growing, how we spend time with each other is growing, how we're communicating mm-hmm. with each other is growing, our emotional intelligence within our relationship was growing. So you see all of these rewards 
you're like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and keep this rocking because right. it was fun to see. And then it also became a challenge. Like, okay, well, can we actually make it to marriage? Right. So you, you watched it, it grow over time. And those three and a half years came and went. I'd say once we got to about the six-month mark, it became easy. And it was similar to, to, let's compare it to switching your diet. When we became vegan and everyone was like, oh my gosh, how do you do it? And Joy said, you just stop eating meat. Mm. <laughs> and then you eliminate dairy from your diet. Yeah, it's the easiest things are often the hardest things to do. Yeah. And you just have to make a decision that I'm just going to stop. Mm. And that's what you have to do here is that you just stop. And yes, there are withdrawals and there's hard parts, but you'll get to that point where you're like, okay, you know what? This is not that bad. And the biggest thing for me, uh, spe- specifically when I talk with men about this topic, it's like, Jay, how did you go out with, how do you live without sex? And the reality is, is you have to take the power out of sex. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate key in, in making celibacy lasts is removing the power that sex has over all of us we are in a hyper sexualized society sex is everywhere it isn't a fun and enjoying act let's Mm. let's let's be honest here but we give too much power to sex and especially sex within a relationship like oh we to have a healthy relationship we must be having sex and that's not true yeah, when you, when we are now that we're married, we understand that the role sex plays within a marriage right. and the importance of having a healthy sex life within our marriage. Mm-hmm. But and while you're developing your relationship core, it is not a necessity to have sex to have a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you can learn how to develop a strong core, a strong foundation, and then you introduce sex into it, you sex will have a completely different role within your marriage. And I firmly believe that Joy and I would not have had the success that we've had and our marriage wouldn't be as healthy as it is if it were not for that decision because our relationship literally did a 360. Yeah. I Yeah, sex isn't even a found part of the foundation of our relationship anymore, whereas no. it was before. It was the, yeah, I would Definitely. say it was one of the pillars. You, yeah, well you were like you were my boyfriend and also the like the person I had sex with. Like that's <laughs> this kind of what it was before celibacy and then after celibacy you were genuinely my best friend, by the person that I could count on the most, uh the person who knew me the best and someone that I wanted to be sexually intimate with, but knew that I was waiting for us to be one. And it was, it was worth it. It was totally worth it. Uh, and I, I do see the echoes of that work that we did over that three and a half years in our relationship now, completely and totally, it is there. And uh, that's why I can look at you and be like, I can't stand you, I'm mad at you. <laughs> but still know that like at the end of the day, you are, you're my partner for life. Like, 100%, you are, I got you. Yes. It, yes. It, it just changes the, the dynamic of, you, of your relationship. And I will agree that it is something that two people must agree on. You have you, to. You can't be one person wants to do it and the other person's fighting it because it, then it's going to create You'll conflict resent, yeah, and yes. resentment. Yes. You, you need to both come to and understand and agree what is the reasoning and the why behind you doing it. That was mm-hmm. one of the most important things Joy said. Why are you doing? Why are we doing anything that we do? Mm-hmm. If we don't have a why behind our actions, we are just endlessly floating through the world. Go read Simon Sinek's book, Finding Your Why. It will change your life. Right. Like genuinely, you, we need to go have, we need to find out why we are doing what we're doing. And specifically, in this case, you need to get clear on your intentions. But if you do decide to do it, I promise you, it is a very, very rewarding experience. 
right? And I want to say, so let's say you're you're in a relationship and one of you really wants to and the other person's like, nah, it's not for me. <laughs> then what do you do from there? You have a decision to make. You either decide, okay, celibacy is really important to me and I want to, I'm, I'm going to have to wait for somebody who aligns with that value or you say, Baby celibacy isn't for me, and I'm going to have sex with this person. That's what we're going to do. Um, but you, you've got to make a decision. And on the other end, if you decide celibacy is not for you, and you have a partner saying, I would like to remain celibate, you need to respect that and say whether or not you can be down for that. Be, but you have to, both of you, need to be 100% honest with one another. Agree. 100% honest. And it's not the easiest thing to do. Uh, but that's step one of having a healthy relationship, right? And that doesn't mean that that person might not come back around. or But you have to stick to your guns in relationships. You really do. And I think celibacy is part of... It's an extension of a core value. And we speak about that all the time. Is that how your core has to be aligned. Your core has to be aligned. And if that's off kilter, then... It just might not be a good fit right now. That doesn't mean ever, but maybe not right now. My challenge for you this week is to recall the last time you made a tough decision. A a decision where you said, I'm going to eliminate X because of Y. Mm -hmm. And you stuck with it. And if you have done that, how did it make you feel? What were the benefits from that decision? What were the cons from that decision? If you have never done that before, try it. Find it out. If it's, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week. I'm going to go to the gym two days a week. I am going to eliminate X from my diet because of Y. I challenge you guys to just make a decision to do. When Joy and I made that decision to become celibate, yes, we were commanded, but we committed to a tough decision. Mm -hmm. And since we have committed to that tough decision, it has been much easier in life to make other tough decisions. Eliminating meat from our diet was not an easy thing. I, am a, I was a carnivore-loving being. And I just said, okay, yeah, Joy, you think this, makes, this, this was going to make you feel better? You think this is a good choice? I'm open to it. I made the decision. I, it'll be almost a year since I've had meat. I'm not dying. I'm not like, oh, my gosh, my life is miserable. No, I've scaled back on my alcohol consumption. Pretty simple. And I, and I don't say that in a, in a naive fashion because, again, the easiest things are often the hardest things to do. But you just have to do. Mm. <laughs> what did I say last week? Nike got it right. Just, just do, do it. it. <laughs> like, genuinely, we have to get to the point of just doing. And in order to just do, you need to let go of mm-hmm. everyone else's opinions on what they think mm. you should do. And expectations. Correct. Opinions and expectations will be the death of what you actually want hashtag, for your life. Hashtag facts only. So that's my challenge for you guys this week. Spend some time thinking about what decisions you have made and also the other challenge if you subscribe to the weekly wellness newsletter. Mm-hmm. Joy also issued, issued you another challenge. Make yeah. sure you subscribe to that weekly wellness and newsletter. And the other challenge is to give us a review because we're trying to get to 100 by 100 episodes. You yes. got homework to do this yeah, week. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We really have just dished out some homework. Yeah. Challenges. Weekly wellness newsletter challenges, the 100 by 100, we're issuing challenges. You guys make us want to be better and we want to make you better. It is a team effort always. Let's make this a great week. I also got some really exciting news last week that I just 
can't quite share yet, mm-hmm. but know my new venture is coming. We, we've, mm-hmm. we've mentioned a few things before after the layoff at the top of the year, but know here in a few weeks, you guys are going to see a new announcement coming and the news I received on my birthday just confirmed it all and I literally cannot wait to share it with you. Let's make it a great week. I'm excited. (laughs) You guys just make me want to live more and more. I love you guys. Yeah. (laughs) He's genuinely like spazzing out in his seat. I I don't get to see you this excited all the time, so it's actually very rewarding for me as well. I just love to see your joy, your black boy joy. Yes. Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And of course, leave us a review Mm -hmm. and share it with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. Head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.